Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. Just this week, I don't know what's going on. This week, <laughs> we're talking about Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, the movie. The movie. Uh, not the video games. Yeah. However, hmm. there is some uh, some potential news on that front as well. So anyway. Um, we were just talking about news. You didn't bring I that know. up. I, this this chogs my memory. <laughs> what the heck, John? I know, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover it in the news. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, um, yeah, we reviewed, we're uh, reviewing the 2018 Tomb Raider movie. That's right, because there is another Tomb Raider movie. the 2013 video reboot. Video game reboot? Is it 13? 2013? That sounds right. I think it's 2013. That sounds right. It seem like it's been five years, but it's been a while. Like, because that was, do you remember doing, we did our, uh, like, the the, uh, graphics comparison on Tomb Raider between the 360, Mm -hmm. the Xbox One, Mm -hmm. and the PS4. That's right. Yeah, when this came out. Um, That's right. And reviewed all three versions of the game. I mean that that you could go back and listen to it. It's kind yeah. of irrelevant at this point, but it definitely is. <laughs> 2013 is whenever you were correct, Chris. Yeah. So you nailed that one. Yeah, March 5th was when pretty that wild, came out. dude. Like that doesn't man, time flies. Well, the definitive that means edition that was like, one of our first episodes. What episode was that? So, but then okay, so later that year is whenever they came out with the updates. Uh, potentially, almost maybe a year later. I'm not sure. Like they came out with the definitive edition of that game no, no, later no. than the actual game, no, no, no. right? This is that was the definitive because. Uh, it that was the definitive edition that came out on PS4. Like, it had already been out for a year. Okay, so we reviewed it in 2014. Yeah, I was that's about what to say, we did. Let me look at the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Here. Okay, so okay, this is the thing. It came out in 2013 on Xbox. Right, 360. 360 and and, and, PS3. X, and did it not? I thought it wasn't an exclusive. The only one that was exclusive was the Rise game, Rise of the Tomb Raider game. Let me see. Okay, well, there's a lot of release information here. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy dates here. Okay, so we have March 5th, 2013. It came to oh. Xbox uh, 360 and PlayStation 3. Okay. Um, this is when? This was uh, March 5th, 2013. Yeah, so March okay. 2013. Um, it came to uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One January 28th of 2014. That was what now? So that would Xbox have been, One and what? Uh, and PS4. So that would have been the updated version. So that was January 2014? Yes. So almost That's a year later. When we, okay, so let me see here. When? Let me go to that, to that point in time. Yes. So on January 31st, 2014, episode 39 of this very podcast. Kaboom. We talked about the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Right. We compared between the Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, and we said PS3, but we never played it on PS3. I mean... I'm just going to call it what it is. Right. <laughs> Well, there was there was basic parody between the PS3 yeah, version sure. and the and 360 version, but then there wasn't like parody between the uh, PS4 version and the Xbox. Yeah, One let's not rehash it. You can go back and listen to episode 39 if they want to. Again, that's right. Totally irrelevant at this point. Well, if you're curious <laughs> about the, uh, the 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 relaunch of the Tomb Raider video game franchise, yep. you could go back in time and listen yeah. to that podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we reviewed the game, some context, or if we just talked about the graphics. I think we just like I, we might have talked about some of the some of the bigger points in the game because like I, I Did remember we give a talking. Score to this game? I remember ha- like I remember finishing the game. Like played. Oh, oh yeah, we the definitely. Game. Yeah, we definitely played the whole game. I don't. I just don't think that we reviewed the game because it was it had been out for a year, so there's right. no sense. And reviewing the game at that point. That is true. 
but we probably talked a lot about it about as much as we would have in a normal review <laughs> yeah we've spent four minutes trying to get our history right now that's correct so uh we're gonna move on that's right but um at least now we know what we did that's right but that this movie was based on that, that game, game and yeah yep we're gonna talk about that that later <laughs> we'll talk about it <laughs> um so yeah what have you been up to um, the only, like, I've been playing, like, some Fortnite, I've been getting way better at Fortnite. Nice. Um, I've won, like, a few times this week, actually. Um, both in, like, squads as well as in, um, in solo. And, uh, so, like, just, just trying to, like, go after it with that game. Like, it's, it's one of those games that I struggle, struggled with where I was like, okay, do I go for the wins or do I just go and get aggressive with it? And, and so I yeah. decided to start getting really aggressive and just go for, like, okay, let me just go for eliminations. Like, see how many people I can eliminate from this match before I get taken out. And, uh, and started off very badly like where it was just go in and you take out a couple of people and you go down or whatever but then yeah. i'm getting to the point where i'm like hey, i'm six seven eliminations a lot you know on the good matches so it's pretty pretty great and i've uh, i've won one more than normal so that's awesome that that learning curve has uh has started to arc back up yeah so um yeah where I, I, i'm with at with Fortnite right now is i decided Number one, um, again, rather than go for, I, mean, I haven't really been going for wins for a while. Like yeah. that's kind of been, I, that's not my thing at this point in time. Right. Like because this is the thing. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to winning, and I win sometimes. <laughs> I never want to win. Yeah. Like you get into the top three, and you're like, all right, I'm uh, done. Well, uh, yeah, yep. I'm done. Just gonna jump off the map. <laughs> um, but. Uh, like the one of the most frustrating things in the entire world is to play a twenty minute game, mm-hmm. get to the very very end, and you, and you do like whatever you have to do, you know, like, and then then you die because of some stupid thing. Yeah, yeah. And if that's my only goal in life, then I'm just constantly disappointed. Like it's different from, and I think like I uh, we have a Discord server with some you know like people from some friends of ours. Most of them have been on the podcast. And uh, we talk about Fortnite and like whenever you think about like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you know, multiplayer, you don't, they, I think maybe Black Ops 3 introduced like the top three players or something like that. Yeah, show where that. they show off the But until the that three. point, I was never like, I, I was never like, hey, I need to be the top player of this match or whatever. Right. Like, right. You wanted to get the kill cam or something like that, you know, final kill cam. That was always cool. Right. You know, th- throwing knife through a slit in the door and right in somebody's head. Awesome. Yeah. You felt glorious. I mean, like, and then, and you get to show that off to everybody, <laughs> exactly. right? You know, where it's yes. not just the person that you, right? you got, got, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, like, but then. So this though is, you know, like, okay, so that's fun. I'm going to just right. set that aside. That's right. fun. Yeah. Winning in Fortnite is fun, but way more rare than, I mean, the thing was every match in Call of Duty, unless you just get wiped out is really fun correct so and that's where it's like hey you got to find your own fun and yeah. if your fun is like hiding for the entire match just <laughs> getting the last kill sure fine but that's still, not that's not my thing in a bush for 20 minutes the uh the interesting thing about like but people do that and then win and that's the part that makes me angry john well yeah but i mean <laughs> at the same time like they've probably played you know a hundred other matches where they we didn't assume win. that but 
So if I look at my win rates right now, I'm above a 1%. A hundred people drop onto this oh, map and one of them can only be the winner. So I figure if I'm above 1%, yeah. like that's that's above the no- normal right. just statistics chance yeah. well, this of is, winning. This is the thing though. So, you know, like, you know, I'm more like, hey, let's just have fun. Yeah. I like the weekly challenges. I like the daily challenges. They give me something right. to do that's not... Um, just win the match or whatever. Right, right. I also have really loved the 20v20 that we've had for yeah, the past week or so. Yeah. Um, because it's more traditional, like, team deathmatch kind of a style. Like, Yeah. I mean, and even if they had smaller teams, because sometimes with 20-person teams, it's like... <laughs> There's stragglers everywhere. No, like you know. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's and and it's it's hard to the uh, the kind of mob mentality of like let's go over here. Yeah. You know. And well, so, say like, you're on a five person team and there's the other team still has seventeen people. Right. And it's like, ugh, we're yeah. gonna get just crushed. Right. And uh, and everybody <laughs> I has love to love that. Let's go over here. Yeah, I mean, because that's what it's like. It's yeah. like one person decides, and then another person goes, "Oh, that's interesting," and yeah, they go over so there too. Funny, and then so like then you splinter off this group, and then the other like people who were left behind realize, "Oh no, we're we've been being left behind," and then they go over here. It's like just like a kind of a swarm yeah. of uh, of like bees or something was, that are landing on these. Well, I was things. thinking how they could solve the stragglers problem if they gave you some kind of stat boost if you were within proximity of your teammates. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it didn't. It doesn't have to be like. It doesn't even have to be like something crazy, like increased damage or, or accuracy or anything. Accuracy, yeah. yeah. It could be like, hey, you you are one blip on the mini map or something like that, rather than you know five, so they don't know exactly where you are. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Actually, um, the mini map doesn't. People don't show up on the mini map, so I don't know why I say that. Well, I mean, it. I, I feel like this was thoughts I had last night. I was falling asleep at like one a.m. So, uh, so don't trust it. Yeah, exactly. Want to get all my ideas, John? Um. But yeah, I mean that mode was was really fun, and that that one like I've had some epic ends of matches because what you get with that is four people like four teams drop in four distinct locations. This is yeah. the this is the this is the ideal match. Yeah. Let's just lay that out there. The ideal match yeah. you have four different drop yes. locations. There you go, and you completely just five. like isn't it five teams? Yeah, I guess you're right. Five, yeah. five teams of twenty. Yeah, and so you have five different drop locations all spread out across the map. Yeah, and then they gradually like. Converge. Gear up, gear up, gear up, gear up, and they meet in the middle, yeah. some somewhere along this way. Yeah. And by that point, they've got enough materials to where everyone's just out building and out, you know, it's a madhouse. Yeah. And so you like that's the goal. And there's been a large portion of the matches that do end that way. Yeah. Um. And so that's really fun about it. Whereas, like in the normal teams, there, there are so many teams that there's no. Th- you go into a town, and chances are someone has already been here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And whereas with the teams of 20, it's like we rolled up on a few towns, and it's like, oh, nobody's been here yet. Well, the, and the interesting thing is, say you're in regular teams, and you see somebody. That doesn't necessarily even mean that there's other people around them. But if yeah. you're in 20v20, there are definitely other people around right. them. Right, So you can choose to engage or not, you know? Yeah. like It's like, are we ready for this? How many people are around me? Right. Before I engage this person. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I, I've been really enjoying that special mode. It's going away. Yep. Uh, so it's probably gone already. Oh, yeah. It's definitely gone right now. I think they <laughs> updated today. Um, but I've also been, like, trying to master other weapons that I mm. don't like. So mm. uh, if you don't play Fortnite, there's a large problem with the shotguns. Pump so actions. Pump action shotgun. You can, you can kill someone with a... Common pump action shotgun from literally like twenty feet away. I've done it. I know that's the thing. So uh, 
I, I hate it, but I was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. That's right. So I'm bouncing around the map just like everyone else, headshotting people in the midair with my pump action shotgun <laughs> because that's the thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that's been another like you know it, it's uh, it's one of those things where. It's complex enough of a game yeah. where you can say, I want to master this. I remember whenever we weren't that good at building, our whole mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. except for Fultron. Yeah. He, like, he was the only builder. Master builder. I think master he, builder. I, th- I think he attributes, uh, attributes his master building skills to, uh, to hours of Minecraft. Yes. I uh, attribute it to the, the piece of resistance. <laughs> That's beside the point. The craggle. The craggle. Yes. <laughs> uh, we were terrible. Yeah, and and then like, well, we realized it one weekend where we all just like we I I don't even know if we won a match, right? Um, and we were like, well, we're just terrible at building. We need to get better. And I we all like kind of left well, and on our own, yeah, got better at building, yeah, and then came back together, mm-hmm. and now we're we can build, right? We can all build. Well, and, and, and even at that point, I feel like to a certain extent, you keep having this, uh, and this happens with almost every game, right? Where if a game is new. People are playing it in all sorts of ways. And then a small group of people will find the best way to play Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that is the most effective. It's the metagame. Right. And then they'll learn it, and then everyone else will go, oh, they're doing this thing that I don't know how to do, and then yeah. they learn how to do it. And so then whenever more players than you know how to do this thing and you don't know how to do it, you just have to learn. Right. And so you jump on board of that train. And I feel like even to a greater extent, that's still happening with the building where yeah, uh, like sure. I was, it's like, oh, I can build a structure really quickly. Yeah. Very, very fine. But I couldn't panic build where it's just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't just go, bah, you know, just oh, yeah, put up yeah. walls just, and ramps and stuff up. and just like go crazy. Yeah. And it, at the very least confuse people enough to get away. But you again, know? that's the thing that you work on. You know, you just, yeah. you're just like, oh, okay, I need to work on that. Yeah. And so like, I've, I've been working on and That's where I'm at now where it's like, I've gotten a number of kills where yeah. somebody just comes up on me just by accident they just jump up on me I'm like oh man here's someone all of a sudden yeah. and then i just panic build and then i you know loop around build a ramp above them drop down behind them and take them out so it's, i'm more it, like i like putting people in a box yeah so like i keep if i get snuck up on <laughs> and i am close to another structure i can very quickly put them inside a, a structure yeah, yeah and yeah. then i run away <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're in a box i'm out of here <laughs> yeah uh, I'm not to the part where I'm like, oh, I'll put them in here and then kill them somehow. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to get away. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're just confused. Right. And then they're and scared to come out. Oh, of course. Because yeah. they think you're still out there. No, definitely. No, I mean, no, I'm miles you're away. Gone. <laughs> I will never see you again. The uh, the other thing that I did this week, Chris, mm. and you mentioned that you were going to take the weekend and watch oh, Star crap. Wars Rebels. Yeah, I didn't. I watched all of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, we need to talk about the it, but I haven't, episodes. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I will not spoil anything with it. Did it blow your mind? I loved it. Okay, that's well, what I mean, I, that didn't answer my. question. That's where I'll leave it. it. It so it blew my mind. I did like they tease something like a few episodes before, and I was like, I wonder if they're gonna do this because if they did, it'd be amazing. And then they did, mm. and I was like, okay, all right, now we're doing this. So yeah, um, it's, so yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. So over the weekend, um, actually after last after last week after last podcast, I went home for some reason. Uh, I was trying to post the podcast, and WordPress was not working. I literally wrote the post to post the podcast five times. Oh no! Every time I pressed post or even save draft, it would just delete back to like this weird previous half, like with the title half written, mm. like part of the body in there. Weird, kind of like post. So. I 
in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it like, you know, 10 minutes. I'm just going to like lay down for a second <laughs> on the couch. And, and of course, uh, it was super late at night last yeah, week. Super, last week's podcast was yeah, long. Yeah, and hopefully this is not this long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I laid down, fell asleep, woke up four hours later, and I'm like in this crazy position. Oh. My neck was all crazy. Oh, no. And then um, I just went into bed. Like I didn't really... S- I should have stretched Did out. Did you have then. your computer still on you? Like, no, was it, it still was, like one no, of those it was things? leaned up against the, okay. the the couch. Well, at least you didn't have that. No, uh, but then um, woke up and like my neck was just screwed up mm. all weekend. Oh, no. I literally just laid on the couch all weekend, and I had the perfect opportunity to watch Star Wars. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's a that sounds like that's ideal conditions. Not necessarily the pain part of it. No, but the, but the laying on the couch is ideal conditions yeah. to watch I Rebels. Don't, I don't know what it is though. Whenever like I'm either sick. or... Or like you know you're in pain or something like that, but you just like you just want something mindless. You know you don't want like so I just laid literally laid there and watched Seinfeld all weekend. It's good back on the Seinfeld <laughs> thing. I like oh, yeah. it. I mean I never left. Chris, you're gonna be on on. Well, you 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 took a vacation to Friends for a second there, yeah. and you did a few times through that. I think. Yeah, I've watched Friends a couple times, and then uh, and then now you're back back to the uh, back to the Seinfeld. Yeah, I definitely. like it. I love it. That's awesome. I mean, it's, I uh, there's a there's an account I follow. I think it's like History Picks or something like that. I don't know, but they they posted a picture of um, people in Times Square watching the Seinfeld finale on a big screen yeah. on one of the buildings. That's they had cool. it up there with captions, That's and there's cool. just a crowd of people watching the Seinfeld finale in Times Square. Remember whenever we couldn't like tape things, Chris? Or like I guess I mean, we don't remember. remember we don't remember whenever we could tape couldn't tape things necessarily because like it was always well, was like a, a VHS, right? Yeah. yeah. But Whenever it was a lot harder, it was, it's, yeah, it's wild. Now we have things on demand. It's like well, you just tell your think, DVR yeah, to tape well, something. Well, yeah, well, yeah, other than the taping, I think the more, like, weird thing is the, if you missed it the first time, you had to wait until, like, the summer or the whatever when they are doing oh, reruns to man, watch it. man, you're right. You know, we'd watch, we'd, we'd miss, like, an episode of, um... Jag, right? I think we missed an episode of like Mighty Max or something like that one time. Yeah. Like, what happened? And you have to wait a whole like six months. Yep. Till they, you know, get start doing the reruns of that season. Well, and even like, okay, (laughs) here's a crazy one as well. I remember whenever we used to like stay up super way too late for however old we were and watch uh watch Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. And like we missed like the finale of like the season, whatever season we were watching. Yep. And then they started over from the beginning yeah. of the series. And then we watched it again, <laughs> and it was a cliffhanger. Yep. And then you had to wait not only, like, for it to uh, – for, for that, like, new season or whatever to be released, but, like, it, then – I mean, I don't know. Is it, that was that was a, a hilarious thing um, that <laughs> I just – because they would show it every night. An episode every single night, yeah, and like on Cartoon Network, on Cartoon Network, on Toonami, and then like whatever the night that the finale was on, we must have been like out of town or like out late or whatever, like could not come back to the house and watch it. We must not have been at home. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> is Dragon Ball on uh, on Hulu? Um, I don't think so. There's an ad here that says. Watch Dragon Ball. Oh, Dragon Ball might be. I don't know about Dragon Ball Z, though. Oh, hang on. Yeah, let me look. Because Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball so we're Z. Talking about, uh, right, they are. I'm just. Yeah. Okay. Um, which we watched Dragon Ball as well. Yeah, I mean, that was that was on like either directly before or directly after Dragon Ball Z. It's just Dragon Ball Z was more action packed. Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT oh. are on Hulu. Interesting. 
Dragon Ball GT. I know they. Yeah. Re- oh, that was before Dragon Ball. They released all of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z in like big collector sets, like up till up to date, like whatever the you can look, get the like Dragon Ball Z collection or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so you could potentially buy Blu-rays of all of the Dragon Ball Z mm. shows. So anyway, <laughs> what what are we even talking about? I was talking about Rebels, and then oh. somehow we got onto this. So. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Rebels. <laughs> So good, man. All right, I will. I need, I'm, I'll get on it. We'll review it. It'll be good. We definitely need to have like a, a pretty big discussion about about this show. Well, yeah, we should have Fultron on. Maybe have uh, maybe have we haven't we talked to him a long time ago with Fruitcake. Maybe have David Wilkinson on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd love to talk about that. There's a lot, a lot with. Uh, All right, you gotta stop show. teasing me because okay. I just want to. I don't know. You should just watch it. Man. I know. I just need to watch just it. Do it. Um. Chris, mm. we're going to be talking about the Tomb Raider stuff. Yep. But we've got some news! The news! All right, Chris. Yeah. So, we've got some sad news first. Oh. Um, and then we'll dive into the Tomb Raider news. Oh. That I, so we I, end on a high note, I so guess? So we end on a high this note. The thing. I feel like this is going to be the the bigger discussion. Okay. So do you want to start with the Tomb Raider let's news? Start, yeah, let's start with the Tomb Raider. Okay. No, it's fine. Let's do this first. Are you first. sure? Yeah, we'll do this first. Okay. 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 So, um, Toys R Us is closing all of its U.S. stores. It's it's uh, it's not even declared. It declared bankruptcy last year, um, and uh, they are selling everything off. They owe billions of dollars. Um, I'm going to read an article here from the from NPR. Where did it go? There it is. Uh, this is probably the most uh, the clearest article I found. After a decade, this is by Alina Seljuk. After decades of being the go-to toy store for many Americans, Toys R Us is officially going out of business. Unable to get its finances in order through a months-long bankruptcy process, the retail chain has reached the end of the line. Toys R Us has informed employees that the company plans to sell or close all of its U.S. stores, according to a person familiar with the plans who spoke anonymously because the official liquidation filing has not been publicly disclosed yet. This is as of uh, 7 p.m. last night. The person did not say how long the wind-down will take, but said the shutdown will not be immediate. The chain employs more than 30,000 people in the U.S. and includes Babies R Us stores, which they're also closing. Uh, Toys R Us has struggled with a heavy load of debt inherited from a 2005 buyout, as well as intense competition from Walmart, Amazon, and Target made worse by disappointing holiday sales. The chain, whose history traces back to a post-World War II baby furniture store, has spent many decades as the country's largest dedicated toy emporium. In 2017, Toys R Us accounted for roughly roughly one-fifth of toy sales in the U.S., according to Jeffrey's analyst Stephanie Wisnick. But in recent years, Toys R Us has found itself amid a trifecta of demographic and social changes. Today's parents are the millennial generation who grew up with the internet and approach purchasing decisions and time they spend with children differently from baby boomers. Generally, foot traffic is falling at fail, you know, no, falling at brick-and-mortar stores, and children are playing differently than they used to decades ago. Um, oh, we're still talking about Stephanie Wissink. Uh, she says, quote, kids are generally happy, happily scheduled many nights of the week, so the ability to devote dedicated time to play is being constrained. End quote. They spend more time on activities with electronic screens. She also points out that the toy business is seasonal. Three quarters of sales take place during the holidays. This is weighed on Toys R Us, especially in the face of massive pressure from Amazon and Walmart. Without Toys R Us, 
with Sync estimates that 85% to 90% of the shopping that would normally happen at the toy chain would shift to other retailers. She says, quote, what I worry about are many, many small companies, toy, uh, end quote, toy makers not big enough to negotiate deals with giant retailers, but which have relied on being discovered by Toys R Us shoppers. Quote, many of those companies are likely going to be up for sale, end quote. At a Toys R Us store in Bailey's Crossroads, a Virginia suburb of Washington, D.C., numerous shoppers return. Well, 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 we don't need to see that. I don't know. These are stories of people shopping at Toys R Us. The company has been laden with $5 billion in debt, a rel- uh, the relic of the 2005 leveraged buyout. Private equity firm Bain Capital and KKR, together with real estate investor Vornado Realty Trust. It's a pretty awesome name, Vornado. It's like a tornado and oh. vortex all together. That's right. In one. <laughs> they took over Toys R Us and loaded the company with debt. That sounds like terrible, like a terrible decision. Yeah. For years, Toys R Us paid a hefty interest fee. Meanwhile, the chain lagged further behind in technology and online sales strategy with while missing the mark on some major investments, such as licensed Star Wars toys and Lego movies. When Toys R Us declared bankruptcy in September, this past September 2017, the company said it would keep its stores open while it tried to regain financial footing. In January, Toys R Us announced plans to close almost 200 stores. While most retailers saw a boon from a perky holiday shopping season, Toys R Us faced what it called, quote, operational missteps. According to the Wall Street Journal, Toys R Us owes a lot to the biggest toy makers, Mattel and Hasbro are among Toys R Us's biggest unsecured creditors. Mattel is o- owed more than $135 million, while Hasbro is o- owed $59 million, according to court papers. So, um, they're in dire financial straits, mm-hmm. having to close. Yeah. Um, overall, this is a bummer. Like, um, I don't know, I, how many... So I feel like back in the day there was KB Toys. Mm-hmm. What were the other ones? There were a couple more that were like smaller, like you'd see them in shopping mall. Yeah, like shopping mall toy stores. Oh, KB was man. the biggest biggest one that I remember. There were some other like electronic stores that were like not toy related, but yeah. actual physical toy stores. KB was one. Um, they, ran, they went by a couple different names, like depending on the region, I feel like that same like, or maybe yeah. they over time were purchased by the I'm KB I'm blanking name. now on that. Um, um but so like those were the first to go. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I mean, we this is the 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 death bells have been tolling for a while with Toys yeah. R Us. Like the, their their sales have always been la- have been lagging. I feel like for the past like five or six years, um, everything last year at the end of last year, kind of like whoa. What's going on here? You yeah, whenever they declared bankruptcy and they were like, we'll see what happens in the holiday season. Yeah. You know, they went ahead and like decided to start closing like a hundred and change stores. Like, right. You know, so it was uh, almost Which it makes stores. sense. I mean, you know, like the retail model um, relies on this holiday shopping season more than anything else. And like just from a, um, it's hard, that's a hard business model to follow. Um, especially whenever you have so much inventory in your store. I mean, that's just the fact that they owe Mattel and Hasbro like these millions of dollars. Um, like, if you don't sell that, you're you're up a creek. So there's some additional 
Yeah, some additional information that I, I uh, was reading an article on the Washington Post, which they made sure in this article, which I thought was interesting to clarify that because they mentioned Amazon in it, that the Washington Post, they're like, oh, the Washington Post is owned by the person who owns Amazon. I mean, they and, have to do that. Well, exactly. Um, the quote is... Uh, that a group of toy makers led by Isaac Larian, chief executive of MGA Entertainment, the giant behind brands such as LOL Surprise, Little Tykes, and Bratz, on Wednesday submitted a bid to buy Toys R Us's Canadian arm. Uh, that includes 82 stores, according to Larian. He added that he's looking into buying as many of the 400 U.S. or as many as 400 U.S. stores, which he could seek to operate under the Toys R Us name. And uh, Larian has a quote here. He says, quote, there is no toy business without Toys R Us, end quote. Larian said, noting that he sold his first product to the chain in 1979. Uh, he continues, it's a big deal, and I'm going to try, try to salvage as much of it as possible, uh, end quote. Um, according to its September bankruptcy filing, Toys R Us owes MGA Entertainment $21.3 million. So that's the company that mm -hmm. uh, Isaac Larian... Um, well, they just owe everybody, it sounds like, at this point. Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, uh, is that the end? Yes, okay. of that quote. Yeah, I, sure. I, I think the, I think there's two big bummers. You know, one of them is a, just a nostalgic thing. Yeah, where it's like you know, I mean, every single Christmas. Well, we used to go to Toys R Us multiple times a year, but um, for like my first memory of Toys R Us, this is um, oh maybe a weird anecdote, but I can remember um, number one. I don't know what age this was at. I can remember really far back in my life, right. like to like one and two, like right. vague memories, and they get stronger from then on. Um, I remember whenever I gave up my pacifier, mom and dad were like, hey, we'll buy you a toy in return for um, not using your pacifier anymore. So I remember, I don't remember what toy I got, but I, I remember being in Toys R Us and buying a toy because I gave up my pacifier. Um and then every single Christmas season, uh, before Christmas, mom and dad would take us to the to the um, Toys R Us, and we'd browse the aisles. We'd be like, "I like that," and "I like that," and "I like that." And then, pro I think literally, like they would take us out to the car, and then literally they'd just go buy it inside. Oh, yeah. and be like, hey, don't look in the tr <laughs> trunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, so like sometimes our, it would be in the cart, right? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it's like because oh, hey, it was always under, cold outside. Don't, don't look under the coat. Yeah. Don't lift up those coats. Uh, so the <laughs> I love it, dude. Like a large part of our our Christmases came from Toys R Us back in the day. Yeah. Um. So there's that. There's like you know just an emotional attachment to the experience of going to Toys R Us or a toy store. And yeah. I think you know something like um, Walmart or. Kmart, like they just don't do the same thing where it's like this isn't dedicated to me as a child. Um, well, there used to be a tagline for Toys R Us. Um, I don't want to grow up on a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up on Toys R Us kid. Yeah, there's I don't want to grow up on a Toys R Us kid. Yeah, so yep. I mean, that's just not a it's not as big of a thing anymore. Yeah, so there's that nostalgic kind of thing. And I think like the other thing they kind of alluded to in these articles is. Man, if you're one of those smaller toy manufacturers that, yeah, you know, like how do you it, how do you get noticed now? Like, I, I mean, I uh, did you read the quote? I can't remember if you read the quote right here where he said there's no toy. Yeah, yeah, there's no toy uh, um, market I, without Toys R Us. Yeah, and I mean, I get that. You know, if that feeling is definitely there. It's say, like, say you're a small like you know even a board game maker or something. Yeah, like that. they have tons of games. Yeah, and uh, you know you can't get into um, Toys R Us like, well. 
I mean, you can get you're gonna have to work out deals with small, like really small distributors that can maybe get you into some game shops or something like that. Right. Or, well, um, I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. I know some people who uh, go to like toy conventions. Yeah. Like the uh, the New York Toy Fair or whatever. Yeah. And so like every year, there's just a massive thing where like small uh, exhibitors have this opportunity to sell things to distributors. Yeah. And so Toys R Us, you know, goes through and it's like, hey, we want to buy like things from you so we can put them out in the stores and right. see how people like them. And so it's it, there's going to be less incentive or less less fewer places for those toys to go. Yeah. Um where it's like oh on Amazon it's like oh you you're at the the whim of an algorithm to get suggested yeah. or to you know those types of things. So rather than a kid just literally wandering up to your toy and being like this is awesome. Yeah. Um it's and, interesting. Well, and and the thing is like I mean it also sucks on the other side of things where like if you're one of those smaller toy distributors and Toys R Us buys you buy purchases or gets a bunch of toys from you and then can't pay you for that. Yeah. That's also super bad as well. Well, I mean, you have like the the If they're not paying Mattel back, they're not paying the small little, you know, company it, back. In one of the many articles I read about this last night, um a like some of their their uh distribute like providers like where oh here we sell our toys to yeah. you or you buy our toys like they they have stopped delivering shipments yeah because they were they weren't paid yeah um like I mean, like earlier this month and so it's like you know it's business like is business you gotta exactly you gotta well, pay people and then like it, it's like oh man if you see the the writing on the wall it's like well we you know we can't buy more toys this month and then was maybe right. maybe we just hold off and sell what we have or like whatever but it's it's a it's really sad i there was a one of the people who who does you know the uh, the Netflix series, the toys that made us or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was reading an article where someone of them was like, you know, it, this probably wouldn't have happened without the merger, where it's like they just you know, were strapped with a bunch of debt, and it's like, you know, it's that's like ridiculous. man, that's that's just a, a oh, massive that, amount of thing. debt to already have to pay off. You know, like you make stupid decisions, man. Like yeah, uh, and I'm not saying that hey, there won't be another toy retailer that won't you know, crop up in this place. Or if, you know, this yeah. buyout of like 400 stores, maybe that, you know, goes well and yeah. they can expand again or something like that. But, um, I mean, the, the, if, if the demand is there for a brick and mortar toy retailer, there will be a brick and mortar toy retailer. Yeah. Um, that's just, you know, the way the free market works. And so, but the fact of the matter is, well, I think there's two things. Number one, and this is all just kind of like anecdotally. Mm-hmm. Number one, our our local uh, Toys R Us, I go there all the time and it's packed, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Me too. So I don't know what they're buying, um, but they're buying, they're doing something there. <laughs> maybe right. they're just like looking around. I don't know. Uh, maybe they treat, you know, like sometimes, you know, you, you people joke that Barnes & Noble is basically like, hey, I'm going to go see if I want this book and I buy it off Amazon, which right. I don't know, I've done that before. Um, because this is the thing. You walk into Toys R Us and... Everything is super expensive. Like, uh, back whenever Disney Infinity uh, mm-hmm. was, uh, they had decided to kill all those. Like, Toys R Us had them at full price, like for the longest time of any re- retailer. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I still think you go in there. Uh, I mean, I was in there a couple few weeks ago, and there were still some. And this is the Infinity, and they may have been <laughs> they may have been Toys R Us exclusives. Yeah, Toys R Us did a lot of like things with exclusive uh, toys via whether it's Disney Infinity, and that maybe what they were talking about with some of the licensed toys that they're like, hey, they shouldn't have done that. Right, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> so it's, much stock. There's, there's. It's interesting to look at Toys R Us, where it's like largely whenever I have gone in as an adult, like you know, years, ten years removed from whenever the last time I probably went in as a child, right? Yeah. It's largely the same exact experience. Yeah. It hasn't updated necessarily in that amount of time from a a perspective of like, hey, what's the experience that I'm going in whenever I get there? But again, like what what other retailer has though? I mean, I don't know. But it's I that's with the model like with with the way that um the world is changing with like the internet buys and with Walmart, you know, dominating more and more of the of of every space whether yeah. it's groceries or whether it's clothing or whatever it is um you kind of gotta provide a reason that you're gonna come here and pay more true i mean yeah and that's the thing like um uh we were talking about before we went on the air like the bankruptcy you know was kind of a warning sign but it's not necessarily you know doesn't indicate that this store is dying you know you look at something like kmart who went through bankruptcy and they, they kind of changed their business model where like they weren't racing to the bottom, like trying to, you know, it's like have lower prices than everybody else anymore. Right, right. Um, they kind of upped their game and um, like there are still Kmart stores. Yeah. I mean, what was that 10 years ago? They went bankrupt or whatever, declared bankruptcy. Right. Um, whereas, you know, it just sounds like there's massive financial decisions, poor financial decisions being made with this. Um, but yeah, you're right. Toys R Us, Hadn't really changed. Um, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember if you could even do like store pickup, like buy something online and do store pickup. Like everybody does that now. I think I think you can could or you? could, but like I don't know that it was necessarily reserved in from the stock of the store. It yeah. might have been even like, hey, we're gonna ship it there. Well, that's one of the three. Like I think about Best Buy. I'm like, how does Best Buy stay in business? But like that, I use that honestly more often than anything, where I buy yeah. something online with an online price. Yeah, and then I go pick it up. They also you know? have a lot of consumer friendly. Like Best Buy has like the Gamers Club or whatever, where it's like for sure they're getting people yeah. in the store to buy. Well, and Toys R Us did try some of that. Didn't I think they had a, a buyback program or some kind of trade in program for a while for video games. Um, where you could trade in your games and then you get a discount on a new one or something like that. They they tried some things, but it was never anything that was like, well, GameStop had a better deal or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and even at that, like, it's it's going to be, it's disappointing. Like you said, whenever your consumer, like, goes into a store and then, like, goes, oh, man, this is a really cool thing that I didn't know that I, I wanted or, like, yeah. oh, that I was questioning whether or not I want, but now that I see it in person, yeah. I want to buy it. Um, and then potentially buy it somewhere else cheaper yeah and uh and it's like where toys r us is taking a risk in like hey let me put this in our store and then you know not getting the benefit of the sale necessarily um and i don't know i don't know what the answer for that is like there isn't a good answer for that because as a consumer like you have to do what's best for you in a lot of ways but then at the same time it's like i don't know you know it's like what is what what can they do to incentivize you to go ahead and like you see this here get the sale right now you know It's weird, man. Like, I mean, you know, and I'm sure, you know, 10 years from now, something else will be going out of business that we're like, I can't believe it. Um, I think about, like, CD stores. Yeah. Um, Whenever CD stores went out of business, I feel like what was lost was being able to walk into uh, a CD store and 
um, go up to, you know, you could always scan the CD and listen to literally the entire album. Yeah. You could stand there. If you wanted to stand in the store for an hour and listen to the whole album. Continuously just, scan and listen to a different track. Yeah, you know? to decide if you wanted to uh, to buy the CD, you could. Um, and, I mean, back then, yeah, you had to do that because they were like 25 bucks. Uh, but then, you know, whenever all those went away, for a while, it's literally, literally just like, okay, well, you can either, you know, go to Walmart and buy this or you can buy this off iTunes. Um, and I feel like my discovery of music changed a lot at that point. Yeah. Until uh, the streaming services. Yeah. So now, like, man, I've li- in the past, I don't even know when I started subscribing to Apple Music. But ever since then, what, a year ago maybe? Two, mm-hmm. You know, a year and a half? You were on a long time before I was. Yeah. So. I don't, just don't remember when. Maybe two years. But like, I've listened to more new music in the past two years than I, like, I ever have. It's interesting to see the studies about that specific thing about like how how just people's habits have changed because yeah. they also studies have cited where people used to be album focused where it's like hey I know a lot about this album I know the inst- like the people who mm-hmm. played on it I know when it came out I how do know you find that blah, information blah, blah, blah. anymore and yeah it doesn't exist but like nowadays even people aren't necessarily on board with like groups or artists or bands or like they don't know a lot of things about how this album was made yeah. they just listen to it. Yeah. And so it's like it's it's rather than it being necessarily a culture of like I'm into these 10 bands hardcore. Yeah. You know, you're into this genre. 50 bands, 50 right. groups. Right, where it's like, "Oh man, anything that is, you know, whatever, uh X genre, I'm into." You know, yeah. I'm I'm down with it. And so it's like people's listening habits have changed and their and knowing knowledge about artists have changed, you know, yeah. where even to the point where some people you know, have said like, uh, I forgot what it was the other day. It was like, Hey, any two random people can walk up and, and claim to be the chain smokers. And I'd believe them, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's like, Oh, that's probably true. You know, <laughs> I, I think I could probably point them out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean like it's, and so I don't know what the analogs to that, that doesn't help. It, they're not in their own music videos. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the, uh, but that doesn't like, there's not necessarily a direct analog between yeah. this and the toy industry, but it is, Whenever you have kind of an industry that closes down or an industry that is seemingly on the rocks, like it just changes a lot of ways. Like yeah, nothing like, really that, goes I, away. Yeah, I think that's my point. Is like it'll be interesting. So I mean, how long ago did music stores close? Fifteen years. I mean, when did like Fye? I think they were probably the, one of the last like big ones. When did when did they close? I'm looking at like a article where it's like these stores that you love didn't exist, don't exist anymore. Um, Fae, I'm not sure. If Fye. Fye. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or like I don't remember. I'm trying to even remember CD stores. Like I'm sure there were other ones that I'm not remembering. That I was mean, the big chain. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't in that one apparently. <laughs> that article. And so but it, I mean, it was. I mean, it. I, I feel like I was. We were still in. I feel like I was in high school at least. So I mean, that was probably, you know, twelve, fifteen years ago, at least that that they disappeared, and streaming kind of took off do they still exist as an online site i mean possibly i think they do they have vinyl they have music they have pop funk funko pops that's beside the point though like but then again they adopted the model of everything else you know like they have funko pops yeah i know everybody has funko pops (laughs) (laughs) next thing we know gas stations are gonna i'm sure there are gas stations i'm sure there are dude um they're all over the place they're like Beanie Babies. Yeah. Only I mean, it was early two thousand. No, like, there's no like Funko Pop bubble. Right. Right. 
Well, uh, I mean, but Funko Pop like it encompasses <laughs> so many, so many uh, different properties that yeah. it's like I don't know that it it it. You know, it's not going to be watching, like the other. I was other watching Conan, Conan last night, and uh, Jeff Goldblum was on, and they were playing with a Jeff Goldblum pop. Was it the one where he's bare chested from like no, uh, no, Jurassic no, no. Park or no, whatever? He just stand there. Okay. No, no, that, the one. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Is that one out yet? I don't think so. I, it's, I, I was just curious I if they were like one. debuting that one. That one's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember my preview. Oh, so back to my point. Ten years. So say this is is this if this is truly the end of retail toys toy stores yeah you know 10 years from now we'll probably be like wow there's this whole new toy model it you know might might be amazon but like there's got to like yeah the market will adapt to whatever they need to do so people can find new toys like my problem with amazon is generally like i don't know what to search for on there yeah you know, like i find out about a product and then go look for it on amazon amazon is not a vehicle for discovery right product discovery for right me. it's a weird i mean the UI, I mean, honestly, it's functional, like it does its job, mm-hmm. but it's not like the most intuitive site, especially well, for finding things. And what's you know? crazy about about Amazon is I search for you know hundreds of of comic books or like graphic novels, and I add them to like wish lists or whatever. But if I search for like one really weird item, oh yeah, literally all of my <laughs> recommendations are filled with like versions of that yeah. item, and it's like. So the other thousand searches that I've done for like comic book related stuff don't, are now irrelevant. They're like, oh, he's into this now. <laughs> but he's really into like, uh, like what was it last time? I think I, I was looking at like um, containers that would like keep water cold or mm. whatever, like those like, t- like a cups. thermos or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you've searched for one thermos, and now it's all thermoses. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, oh, of course I need <laughs> cool. I need to compare a hundred of these things. Um. I think the other, you know, the other, uh, the other example is, you know, movie movie rental stores, um, Blockbuster. Yeah. Movie, uh, what was it? Movie gallery. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember in those stores, like the funny, like other than Blockbuster, Blockbuster was always like really like well put together or whatever but there was a lot of movie stores that would just like their shelving would just be like plywood that oh, somebody yeah, has definitely. like tacked together and shoved I mean, a bunch what, of movies on what else do you need <laughs> i just thought that was hilarious <laughs> it's like oh we've painted this some weird purple color and uh <laughs> but like i mean honestly they those stores died before streaming really took off like it was around but sure. that wasn't the, the primary vehicle like what we landed on like in the interim was the mail order netflix dvds and the mail kind of thing but what we landed on you know years later is this like okay everyone streams things yeah i mean we can't stream toys <laughs> Chris, you, you can't. Th- you can 3D print toys. You can't download this thing. I mean, what if? What if in yeah. in ten years we're like, hey, really, toy manufacturers just send a um, uh, some kind of instruction to your 3D printer that you auto everyone has in their home, and it prints you your Ninja Turtle figure. It's possible, but then it's also like you have uh, you have problems with like piracy, like. Oh, we have piracy on these this yeah, toy. I'm not trying like, to this solution toy thing. this problem, <laughs> but I just think that's funny. Like I just think yeah, that that's it's I'm, like essentially yeah. you you take this this problem that like uh, movies and 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 uh, it, like every every other like media of entertainment like this has in, encountered, and you transfer that to a physical item where it's like I'm pirating something physical right now, yeah. and it's like whoa, that's crazy. I mean, I guess like. I don't even know if back in the day we would have thought, hey, music streaming is going to be a big thing. Hmm. Or, yeah. you know, hey, 
watching movies on the internet, that's going to be the thing. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be, we can watch 4K video. Oh, we didn't even know what 4K was. That wasn't even a thing. I'm outside of someone's imagination. And, uh, I mean, whatever the toy industry comes up with, I feel like is going to be the same. I mean, it's always interesting to watch any amount of industry or, like, like you think about the industrial revolution. Like, there were people that were, like, really like doom and gloom are like oh the man all the machines are gonna take our jobs <laughs> they're, gonna take over. they're gonna they're you know we're we're they never gonna be able jobs. to work again right but then like along the way somewhere in this like crossover way where it's like oh yeah the jobs definitely dipped but then they came back in some completely unexpected industry because well, the machines would break down you gotta have repairmen you gotta have people to operate them you gotta people design them. better ones yeah. and like i mean there's all sorts of things and so like you know it's maybe you know it's like there's gonna be a method yeah. like if there's there is a demand there's still there's always going to be a demand for toys yeah. there is and it's just a matter of like how can this be better yeah. or how can this be different how can this get to people in the best way possible the so. other terrible thing that we haven't really even like discussed at all is just is the thirty thousand people that are going to lose their jobs like it's that's horrible. an influx of thirty thousand retail employees that now need to find employment other places um mm-hmm. In a retail industry that is um, struggling. struggling, yeah, I mean it's it, for the same reasons that Toys R Us was was yeah. also struggling. Yeah, I you mean know? everyone's affected by it. Yeah, um, it's not a unique problem to Toys R Us. It's interesting, you know, the article where it's like, oh, they did the analysis where it's like, well, eighty to ninety percent of the business is going to go elsewhere, right? Yeah, um, and it's like, so you think about, you know, targets, uh, yeah, targets, toy, like they're basically saying, hey, people aren't going to stop buying toys, right? You know? They're saying, oh, they're just going to go elsewhere. Like yeah. they're going to go to Toys R Us, or rather go from Toys R Us, go to Target, or go to yeah. their like Walmart or whatever. It's like, sure, it's hard for people to break into those places and get their toy into yeah. a Target or something. But maybe you know you'll see yeah. the uh, those the surface area of those toy areas maybe grow. Yeah, and the reason for that, for the reason for the for being harder, is because they have a more limited selection, and they're a bigger retailer. You know, yeah. like they have more power so like and I mean, they're not looking for exclusively toys like they're not exactly it's, it's, it's you know they're looking for other things like records or, you think, or clothes I mean, or like video games or whatever so toy section in some targets is like three aisles mm-hmm. you know yeah like well and then they Wal- don't need a lot of stuff like they, they need the best selling stuff which is not your little you know action figure right well and then like walmart's um toy sections it's really interesting to walk through some of those more in more recent days where it's like a lot of a lot of the toys are like, oh, well, this is all the same thing. Yeah. Or it's like, even like some, some of the bikes or some of the sports, like it's, it's like Walmart br- almost branded stuff yeah. like where it's like, oh, you can tell that they like, they are the manufacturer of this. So well, it's I mean, like, that's not going to get a small, you know, they're not going to go, oh man, let's put a small toy manufacturer into yeah. our Walmart whenever we can make almost the same item. Oh, and I think like even cheaper. Walmart sections of, I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but like there used to be a whole aisles like this is all barbie dolls this is all matchbox and hot wheels cars mm. and now like you know the matchbox and hot wheel section is like i mean mm. three feet wide yeah you know in an in, in aisle yeah um next to a ton of other figures like there's a lot of licensed stuff because that's the best stuff that sells so you know the uh, the hottest movie that's out from you know dc or marvel all those are in there yeah you got star wars in there um you've got Ninja Turtles. You've got some like I think the the actually the the section that surprises me always in Walmart's is like the the section that has like hey here's some Gears of War toys and here's some Destiny toys and here's some yeah. like all that kind of li- uh, licensed stuff. But again, it's all licensed stuff. There's not like I don't even know if there's GI Joes in in a uh, um, 
in Walmart. Walmarts anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, classic toys that have been around forever. You know, like they're just not big enough of a, of a known name for Walmart to stock them. You know, like yeah. they know that we can sell Star Wars toys. Yeah. I don't know that I can sell um, this other toy. Right. Well, even you look at a uh, toy company like um, like Lego, right? Which yeah. Lego actually had, had you know, some some financial things happen like last year where they did some layoffs or whatever. Yeah. Um, some redundancies or whatever they were saying PR-wise. But something like Lego it used to be like, oh, man, it's just Lego. And you would just buy a big tub of Lego and make whatever you <laughs> yeah. wanted, right? Yeah. Yeah, and sure. and the in they saved that company um, by making it licensed stuff, yeah. um, by licensing Batman, by licensing all of these things, and it's everything. huge now. Like Simpsons, even, um, you know, it's crazy, man. What's uh, the one that always um, annoyed me and amazed me is that uh, Halo was always Mega Blocks. Oh yeah. Still is. Come on, man. Still is. Like no one wants to play with Mega Bloks. It's interesting. It's really funny. I think that that was a big get for Mega Bloks. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, because I still walk through uh, like Target and I'll see like the only Mega Block sets that are available are like Halo sets. Oh yeah. And so it's like clearly these are <laughs> so, like basically their top sellers. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to to look at Mega Bloks and and Lego and see them embracing the licensing thing. Yeah. We've talked about this for longer than I thought we would. We have. Uh, the the only other news, Chris. Happier news. Hopefully. Happier, is it happier? It's happier. Okay, good. For sure. Um, so this is... So now i got a pit in the, my stomach. I'm just kind of like... Ah. I know. I'm super sad. Like, it, whenever this news happened, like, uh, I was actually playing um, HQ uh, last night or whatever, mm. and he mentioned it, like, and offhandedly, like, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then immediately after, like that, I got I, I lost that game or uh, on question like three or something like yeah. that. It was like I was like, okay, gonna just check this out. So then I went and check it out. So yeah, uh, very sad. Uh, better news, Chris. Hmm. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the uh, third game in the n- new Tomb Raider franchise, yes, will be released this year hmm. on September fourteenth. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, uh, is this, was this an official announcement or is this a leak? <laughs> this is what, what's funny about it. So they were like, oh man, there's a big announcement happening. There's like a new trailer for it Who as well. Who said this? Uh, 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 it was a trailer? Square Enix um, was like, oh, we're going to have this big announcement or whatever, right? But then in the HTML code of the, the teaser site, mm-hmm. it was basically listed there. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody tweeted a funny thing where it's like, players are already upset about the ease uh, of the puzzles in this game. <laughs> Because they found out the Yeah, you know how easy it is to find, look at the just the back end of a website code? <laughs> but yeah, so September 14th is the date. Um, and so that is before uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it seems like I everybody mean, is releasing these release yeah, dates like to be even, like, we're coming out before that. Even Call of Duty is like two weeks before. <laughs> and they're in October. They're normally released yeah. in November. They're like, ah, we got to get out before. Yeah, they're before usually Red in that prime spot, like right before Black usually, Friday. It's the, yeah, no, it's usually the first weekend um, in, at least recently, it's been the first weekend in November. Yeah. So it's like you got a, f- a few weeks before Black Friday, then you hit Black Friday and everyone's, you know, also buying your game. Right. Where it's um, just, just late enough to where you won't be on sale exactly. on Black Friday. Yeah, because October, they'll be on sale on Black Friday. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> crazy man so what's the date oh, again man. uh september 14th september 14th yeah it's gonna be interesting man, to see this be... one happen reportedly it's not uh the same like so reportedly there's there's two developers working on this game okay and they're they're sharing two games like sharing the development cycle of two games one is an avengers game and one is this game and so we'll see 
Who like, are the Who are the developers? Let me, uh, let me pull the devs. this up. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Like, I mean, is it Crystal Dyna- Dynamics again? So Crystal Dynamics is one of the two, and then okay. IDOS Montreal is the other. I think they helped with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider anyway. It's possible. Um, but the the rumor behind the scenes is that IDOS Montreal is taking the lead on this one, and mm. then Crystal is taking the lead on the Avengers one, and they're just helping each other out. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see like how this one is received. I know, whatever. Um, I love this franchise. So. Agreed. Um, supposedly also that it is the third, like the end of this trilogy, trilogy. like the early, uh, so it's Lara Croft's origin story or her like younger days or whatever. Like this is the end of like her That's fine. first chapter. Sure. So. Next is Laura in her 30s. <laughs> We're just going decade by decade. Or yeah. We do like an old man Laura, uh, Lo- Logan old, old, type of thing. Old, old woman Laura. Old woman Laura. Old woman Dude, Laura. I'm not going to lie. I would be into that. I mean, like, yeah. She's just grizzled and like going out there with a with a shotgun. Like, <laughs> I'd have to think about that for a while. I, uh, I, feel I mean, like it makes it sense be with amazing. Wolverine because of, you know, just the nature of Wolverine. Because yeah. he lives forever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it's uh, like could be down. If it's Laura, I'm down, dude. I mean, sure, maybe. I mean, she's not gonna be climbing mountains with a walker or something, you know, like a cane. I mean, we don't, you know, you never know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Chris, we'll get there eventually. All right, we'll get to the uh, we'll get we'll get to the 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 later years of Laura eventually. All right, probably like twelve or thirteen games from now. So, well, uh, let's move on to what is an actual thing. <laughs> And uh, review Tomb Raider. Done. That's the news. All right, Chris. Yeah. Tomb Raider. I've gotten comfortable now. The movie. Yeah, you lean back like I'm you're, uh, you're, you're settling Oh, we didn't in. talk about this. Oh. I, br- I brought, we don't have to, because uh, they can't see it, but I brought the Sea of Thieves controller. I'm I, so glad you brought it, because it's very cool. Yeah. It's, I, what I uh, was surprised by was the the translucent like top on it. And like, I mean, if you hold up the light, you can see like you can see into the controller. That's cool. Um, but it's not it's not like one of those. I forget what they were called back in the day. The third party um, controllers that were you could just see straight through or whatever. Or even the like N sixty four like the oh those the, were the uh, best. The, yeah, the, those were the what best because they were because they were called uh, something specific. I'm gonna find out. Um, but they were uh, they were like. Nintendo made. Yeah. They weren't a third party. I feel like the first one was like a uh, like tra- translucent, like purple one. I don't know what game that came out with. I wish I knew this information. Sixty-four. And then there was a translucent green one. Purple. I think. That, I think. Did they do purple first, and then they came up with? Uh, there was green, red, and blue. I, I think th- there was an orange too. There's orange. Um, that, but let me see what this one is called. Totally a it thing. It is gorgeous, dude. Like I love. That's oh, super yeah. cool. I know. That's the one. It's um, the one everybody it, had. What is, it, what is it called? What is it? What is it called? There. Uh, it, it just said old school N sixty four controller. <laughs> so whenever things become vintage, They're they just old school. automatically labeled as like old school um, name. Is what I'm gonna say. Um, let me see. Wikipedia's got to have it, right? I mean, you would you, hope. You would figure that they have like the different versions somewhere. Design, all right. Remember the Rumble Packs? Oh, dude, yeah, they didn't have, like. It's so weird that like I think I'm, about the Dreamcast sometimes. Built like, into the we got a down. Rumble Pack, and you had to like use one of the slots for oh, it. Oh yeah, that was the. <laughs> well, that's why we got that uh, that crazy memory card that had like eight slots in the same slot, but then the switcher broke, so it was always iffy whether or not it was going to save our game. This is terrible podcast uh, entertainment. That is right that now. is true. All right, so here we go. We have jungle green, jungle green, uh, fire orange, grape purple, 
uh, ice blue, smoke gray, watermelon red. Oh, I mean, smoke gray. I forgot about that one. Oh, man. Watermelon red. Yeah, that's. I remember yeah, that for that's sure. that's crazy. So, I like, love did, it. Were these all released at the same time? Or, um, uh, I think they were released, like, for various games as well. Like, some of them were exclusive to certain games or, You like, got them with the game? Or, or like, you bought the controller and the game came with it? Uh, yeah, like, or, or they came out at the same time as the oh, game okay, where it's like, yeah. oh, man. Oh, yeah, that I makes think, sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the colors were made of trans- transparent plastic, so you could see inside. I wish they would do that with like the Joy Cons, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, that, dude. I mean, I just wish they'd come out with more more colors. Sure. Like they, they've had the red and blue. Mm-hmm. They had the pink and green. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the solid reds for solid Mario. Both reds, mm-hmm. okay. And then they had the uh, neon yellow for arms. Yeah, which honestly kind of looks greenish. Yeah, it, it looks really. Uh, it's like it, the same color as your. Uh, um, alien up there i think it depends on the lighting though, as well like i think some oh, of the lighting it. makes it look really green and some of it makes it look uh almost like a uh you know like the the the, the vests that you wear whenever yeah. you want to be seen outside or yeah. whatever i was gonna ask you why is your hair uh kind of like looking up over there oh i don't know oh it's a good question it looks like the the uh the card behind her has been knocked as well oh. so i'm not sure yeah, mysterious ghost cat right through here. <laughs> That's what happens in my house. I'm like, why is that that way? But Chris, oh, they're the not cats. mysterious ghost cats. I was about to say they're just cats. Well, my cats aren't ghost cats. I'm saying there's no cats here that I see, so they'd have to be ghost cats. <laughs> of course. But it has to be cats somehow. I mean, have done that. That's that's the only explanation for only any explanation. Of this, you yeah. know, anything that moves in your house or is oh man, it's cats. cats. Totally cats. Always. All right, Chris. <laughs> so Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that controller, by the way, to summarize the oh. controller, super cool controller. <laughs> yeah. Everybody should look up photos of the uh, see if these exclusive controller. Yep. It is sold out in the U.S. though. Um, so glow in the dark, yeah, little skull. Glow. Oh man, it's so cool. I'm excited for that game next week, man. Yeah, I know. Very cool. Um, Tomb Raider, Chris, yeah. the movie. Well, let's uh, right. let's go spoiler free for yep. a while here. We'll do a spoiler can- countdown and uh, and then dive right in. So um, and know that. Our spoiler section will also spoil the game. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it will. As we discussed earlier, if you haven't played it yet, it came out five years ago. It's, well, I mean, I feel like I can just blurt out spoilers right now, and who cares? You're justified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. uses the pickaxe. <laughs> Big spoiler, Chris. Yeah. Big spoiler. Um, so I I liked this movie. Like, So the thing is... Um, uh, there is a specific like thought that comes to mind whenever there people think about a video game movie. And to be honest, I feel like this avoided a lot of that. This felt more like um, an adaptation of a book. Um, if, it definitely felt like an adaptation. It didn't like take a lot of risks. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, it was pretty played it pretty safe in terms of the story, um, in terms of the characters. I think Alicia Vikander did an amazing job. Yeah. I mean, she's an Academy Award winning actress and honestly, she carried this movie. If she yep. wasn't as good as it was, as she was, then this movie would, I would honestly like, again, they took what is a, what, 20 hour story yeah, and, you know, condensed it down into two and so there's a lot of just like little things, we'll talk about that in the spoiler section, a lot of things changed that things lost, too, changed know? some things, lost a lot of things that I think made the, the, the story of the game feel good. Yeah. Um, Made it almost uh, like very compelling. Like they took out yeah. a few things where I was just like, "Man, I." It's interesting that they took that thing out, or or, or what they 
when when certain things happened too. Like yeah. anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I think she did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. I like, and that was from from go on this movie. That yeah. was that was the spot that was like keeping me moving forward. It yeah. wasn't you know because it's like this is a story that. I've already experienced in a really cool way. Yeah. And so you almost have to, it's just like whenever you've read the book before you see the movie, it's yeah. like you're already at this kind of like, well, it's not as good as X. Exactly. Right? And so, but the thing that kept me interested throughout this was, uh, Alicia Vikander doing this. Yeah. Like she just was, was Laura Croft, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, she really like took that character and inhabited that character. Yeah. Um, so that's where I think like so I like I looked up the on my way home I looked up like the Rotten Tomato score on it and it's it's sitting around like fifty percent mm-hmm. but like I I scrolled through some of the the reviews and like what I was seeing was either people who had played the game that are like it's not as good as or it was people who are literally just t- taking the the line well it's a video game movie so blah 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 yeah. and I'm like okay whatever that doesn't seem super fair because I like honestly I enjoyed this movie a lot yeah um again. Not like I, I I almost compare it to obviously the, the first Bourne movie was better I think but like because it's like that's a top notch story mm-hmm. but I compare the adaptation to that yeah they changed a lot of things about Bourne in that first Bourne movie and it and and that first movie feels really small in comparison to the actual book yeah I think I I am, agree am I wrong? like and I mean it does world jump. You know, like you jump around like country to country a little bit uh, yep. in the movie still. And so like somewhat of the the breadth of it is still there, but like it's not definitely not as as deep, I would say. Because like, yeah. I mean. Well, you understand his motivations better in the books. Right. You understand, you know, like you. you like can, you would. You understand like there's a lot more more hidden from you as well in the books where it's yeah. like it feels like this is a way like a different deal than it yeah. necessarily what felt like on on the movie yeah so that i mean i don't know why i got that hmm. feeling walking out of this but that's the yeah. kind of the feeling i got when i compared the two and honestly whenever i was watching i forgot like i was like yeah that was a huge that's a big story to try to fit in this movie yeah i mean um, there's a lot of twists and turns that that takes in the video game and yeah. uh and i think they did an okay job of adapting it like i think it was it was like like i said there there are the critiques that i have where it's like man i that was way stronger in in the game and you like it was an unforced error to change it here yeah you know some of it like but then there were other moments that I thought were fine. Again, like like, I, like what I go back to is like the fact it has to be a, I don't even know, was it two and a half or two? Was it even two? I don't even know if it was two. Yeah, I mean, if it was two, it didn't feel like two hours, which is good. Um, it was yeah, it was well paced. I will say that. Like every time, like I had a moment where I was I was like, um, thinking about about something in the movie where it's like oh i was thinking about it too much you know how it does yeah. where it's like oh man i'm yeah i shouldn't be thinking about it this much or whatever yeah. it would move on to this like a next action thing and right. it's like okay really cool hour and 58 so yeah. it, it had a great pace i feel like and yeah. f- to try to fit that huge storyline into this movie i feel like they did a pretty good job um because honestly there's so many different things that happen in the game there's, it's almost more than three acts you yeah. know it's like more you know yeah. Um, well, and in the game, some one of the the biggest things with the game was that the cast was vast in the game. Yeah, um, they kind of pared it down here. They really pared it down, and in the game, like every single one of those other characters, like played a major role yeah. in in one section of the game or another, yeah. right? And uh, and in the movie, they pare that down a lot. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
in some ways I missed it, but in other ways I was like, well, it's, it's, it, you can't. Right. Um, the only character that I really came away feeling like it was like they were really like, that was a really well-developed character was Laura. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. that's, and everybody else kind of like was like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it or leave it almost, you yeah. know, where it's well, like, they're very kind of one, one, one note yeah, or they're very one, shallow. They're one dimensional characters, yeah. you know, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's the only one who really shows a lot of depth or even really kind of a lot of uh, character um, development. Or change um, from point A to point B. Yeah, like you, you get a lot of backstory with her father. Um, that's really like the the other one that you kind of dive deep into. The um, Well, that would get into spoiler territory. I won't say that. Uh, the I think the the cinematography was pretty good. Like I've... It could have been better, you know, mm-hmm. like for as cinematic of a game as Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider is, yeah. RR, um, I kind of expected more. Um, not but, just not direct callbacks to the game, but like just like prettier shots, you know, like I, I don't know. That's and honestly, more of an artistic thing. What's weird is the pr- prettiest shots in my mind were almost directly pulled from the game. For sure. And, and that's what I'm saying, you know, so like. And again, I don't want them to recreate the game shot by shot by any means. I would rather see something that I haven't seen before that's also gorgeous, yeah. right? Whereas, like, there are certain sequences that are literally done the exact same way they are yeah. in the game. Well, and, and but but like that being said, those parts are awesome. Agreed. And I don't think there are. I think like some of the criticisms I saw was like, well, there's you know there's too many callbacks to the video game, like. I mean, the only thing that I remember I was kind of like, that's an exact kind of like thing is whenever she's on the ship and she, she like, you know, cl- I'm just going to say this. I don't yeah. think this is too spoilery. No, and there's it's like in the trailer. The, there's like a, what do you call it? It's like on a playground whenever you have like the... Um, jungle gym? Yeah, the jungle gym, but it's like, it's like the ladder that's on its side and you're hanging from the, I don't even know what they're called, but you're, you know, you're hanging from a, a ladder and moving along it. Yep. Um, that that was like directly like okay that's a callback to the gameplay, mm-hmm. but the rest of I, don't, I mean, there were some items yeah. that were also in the game. Well, I also but think they would also made sense here. I was gonna so. say I also think that that like the the bars <laughs> like where she's swinging underneath there like if you remove the fact that the game did it first yeah, you is that it. weird? No, it's no, not. it's not weird. It's actually a cool moment. Well, neither is like she has a bow and arrow. Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, um, there's a pickaxe. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, and, and there wasn't like undue attention put on them either. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, all right, now Laura has acquired her pickaxe. Yeah. And, you know, now she can climb things. You know, it's not yeah. like that. Um, I thought they did a really good job of incorporating aspects of the game without being hokey about it. You know, like I, my biggest example is always Doom when they go into that first person mode. Yeah. And you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um yeah there was nothing that was like ridiculously and i I, honestly if you did do a shot for shot of the game like it's like well that's fine because it's a good like it's good yeah um it where nothing seems like particularly gamey or particularly like hokey in that way yeah um if you translate that over to the movie and so like like those moments that they did lift directly i was like this makes sense it's really cool sure is it a little fan servicey to actually lift it directly yes but it's because it's really cool. Yeah. 
Like, if you're going to copy something, copy the coolest things. Yeah, well, And they copied the coolest things. Well, and don't, like, uh, don't take something that was cool and then just make it dumb. (laughs) Yeah, and then change it for the sake of being different, you know? original, yeah. Um, The music, I wanted to throw this out there. Like, there's one... Song specifically, I think it's like Lara's theme, like uh, or or it, some kind of theme, that's some recurring theme. Yeah, and it's and it's very very cool. They do it. They yeah. bring it in and mix it with other themes that are going on. It's this kind of rhythmic thing with uh with, with some drums, big drums, and uh, and it is a very cool soundtrack. Whenever that element comes in, yeah. The rest of the time it was it was largely like forgettable. There's some cool like licensed moments um yeah. here and there as well, like that I, I thought played well with yeah. uh, with the action on the screen, um, but like especially early in the film but like overall like i enjoyed the music well so. and even the, like they do a better job of this in this movie honestly than in the game of setting up um laura and um kind of her motivations and what's happening with her father um because they they reveal some things earlier than they do in the game yeah and they like that's some of the stuff that they've like changed a little bit of and yeah. it's like um, while you do know more about her outside of like this specific adventure, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah, I like that a lot. Although, um, like, the, stuff with her job and her friends and all that kind of stuff. Right. There's like, there's a specific thing that happens where I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, and uh, and yeah. so we'll talk about that whenever we get to the spoiler section. Yeah. But um, all in all, like, um, I don't have a ton else to say about this. No. But uh, I. Uh, I really like the movie. I think you go see it. Um, it's a it's an action film, so yeah. like you know, if you if you like action movies, Die Hard, Fast and Furious, that kind of stuff, I think you're gonna like this movie. Um, and then if you played the game, definitely go see it. Yeah, I mean, I would say fans of the game absolutely fans of the go game see and this. the genre and the genre. Yeah, and then it, as as far as an action movie goes, the action is very very cool. Yeah, um, there's some really good moments in, Again, in this thing. Like Alicia Vikander is so good. Yeah. Like honestly, she carries this movie. Agreed. So, yeah, almost like basically single-handedly yeah. carries this movie. Yeah. Um for me anyway, like just as far as the the narratively and then action-wise, well, like and I mean, she's, everything about She's it. super compelling and like there's honestly not even a lot of dialogue in this movie. Right. But she carries it through her acting. Yeah. Which is tough to do. It is, it is, and uh, and they did a really good job. I will say, directorially, like early on, of sharing information without dialogue, where yeah. like she's all looking through some like, um, like files and things yeah. like that, which that's kind of hard to do sometimes. Like sometimes even in like the Bourne movies, like it gets a little lost along the oh, way. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and so I, I definitely didn't feel like it was ever lost along yeah. the way. Then again, having played the game, a lot of the like the same information was brought up. So I was like. I'm not sure if maybe I'm the best person to, to, right. to judge whether or not that right. all follows. So, interesting. All right, Chris, you ready to spoil this thing? I am. All right, we're going to spoil this movie in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Richard Croft dies in the end. <gasps> it's actually the first uh, good spoiler I feel like I've been able to throw out for a lot of these movies. Um... I've, yeah. I've been at a loss for spoilers <laughs> for the past few movies in terms yeah. of like what's shocking. I mean, so that's the thing that they changed. Yeah. Um, where he's clearly uh, already dead in the first movie. Right. Um, and so, game? yeah, sorry, in the game. Sorry, in the, in the original game. Well, and, and they meet like, so they have these other ancillary characters. I forget the guy that you meet. It's basically like, was it his like, uh, the person, somebody who was with him, 
isn't it? Or is it, is it all her crew? I'm, I'm having a tough time remembering. She had a massive crew yeah. in, the, in the game, um, as well as her best friend was there with her. Right. Yes. And, I uh, forgot about that. And her best friend is like becomes, in the end of the game, becomes the big thing that yeah. happens. Right. And I thought that was a really cool moment in the game. It would be hard to deliver in this format. Well, they took a lot of the supernatural stuff out of it. Um <sighs> Again, you know, like if, if let's let's analyze the game for a second. Um, it starts off uh, and it's very action oriented. Then it becomes honestly kind of like it's a, kind of a scary, like kind of a horror esque kind of a game. Yeah. Because um, like even the, I mean, you know, you wake up after being knocked out on the beach and you're in this this net bag thing hanging from this uh, amongst cave. a lot of other bodies. Exactly. Um, and then that's where she actually falls and, and like stabs her herself in the stomach. Um, so like all that was taken out, like all the like cultish kind of stuff and following, like you don't really learn that this is a, a corporation kind of like deal until later in the game, which honestly in the game is, uh, not the most compelling um, aspect. And I will say in, like in the movie real quick, mm. The stuff at the end where they're like implying, you know, she owns and the Croft family, she may, like it looked like she gave her power of attorney over to this woman or like this organization and they're evil. Like they're totally t- setting this up for a franchise. And that's the stuff I'm like, oh gosh, why? Yeah. Why? Stop yeah. it, people. Just make a good movie. Make a freaking good movie, which actually it was a good movie. I don't think that that like detracted at any other point, but it detracted at the end for sure. It made the end less powerful. Um, for sure. Um, but then, sorry, going through the the game, like, then you kind of go into the survival part of the game where, yeah. like, you spend a lot of time on your own mm-hmm. um, surviving, killing, like, for food or trying to, like, sneak around yep. and not alarm a lot of people. Yeah. Um, none of that's in this. Right. Um, like, this movie felt like it took place over a day or yeah. two. Yeah. Well, in the game, like, so... Something that I loved, like something that's a good parallel between the game and this, mm-hmm. is whenever she kills her first enemy, right? Yeah. And it's oh, like man. it's such a brutal scene in the game and, and, and in it, this, and in this, and then afterwards, like she's like, like anybody would be, shocked and like horrified that she just killed someone, yeah, and like she cries and like it's it's this really emotional thing, yeah. Um, and in the game, you mean in the movie? No, in the game, oh, yeah. you proceed then on like there's like this the, like so the stealth portion where yeah. like you're sneaking around and all this stuff. But then like there's a jump in the game that happens where it's like okay, now I'm just gonna wipe everybody out, which, and so which, you end up like killing so many. people. Which is weird. It's kind of a weird shift where it's like, yeah. oh man, I'm so bothered by my first person I killed, and then all of a sudden, let's kill 25 people. Yeah, it's like <laughs> here we go. There's 25 people now. I'm gonna wipe them out. Yeah. You know, and, and so yeah, and. Well, uh, the movie kind of plays a little bit that way somewhat too. Not well. So like, I, I, I think they're better about like both times she kills somebody. It feels like she, and well, she kills three people. The first two times, it, like it feels like that actually affects her. I feel like there's a couple more because she ends up like with the bow and arrow, like wiping out a few of those guys. That's at the top. true. Yeah. Okay, Cause they get yeah, into this yeah. gun battle and she's just wiping out You're people right. left and right. You're right. So like, that's the part of the jump where I'm kind of well, like, I don't know. The first two times, I guess, then. um, It actually seems like it affects her. Mm -hmm. My problem with it is immediately after after she kills that first guy, they don't let it sit with you. Yeah. They immediately, she sees her father randomly, which is weird. It's like such a weird, like, 
why in the world, like, would why was he there? You know, like, it's some of those things where it's kind of like, well, this doesn't make any sense. It's a little bit deus ex machina where it's like, it, where it's like, oh, he just happened to be there? Kind of. You know, I it's mean, like, oh, now he needed, a, we needed something to move the plot forward. Here's something to move the plot forward. Kind, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a it's not really a. Deus ex machina. It's yeah. More, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's more, more just, just like, like way, way too convenient. Yeah. You know, it's like. Okay, we couldn't figure out any other way for this to happen, right? And, right. But again, I, I guess my problem with it, honestly, it wouldn't necessarily even bother me if she was doing anything else. Like they just didn't let the weight of what just happened even sit there for a second. Yeah, you know, yeah. She kind of just rolls over, and you can tell she's having a tough time with it, and then sees her dad, and it's like, man, like we are. This is we're just pushing this forward. Yeah, I, I guess I would say that is the, we talked about the pacing earlier, but that's kind of a pacing thing. Yeah. You know? True. This is a huge this is a huge thing. She's killed her first person. Right. Let it sit there for a second. Right. Um, and like it, along those lines, like I was, I would rather have him not necessarily have been alive. Um, her father. Um, like I kept, I kept wondering like, man, why like those were the least compelling parts of of the the movie to me where it was after she found out that he's actually alive and then like they're interacting and there was a few times where like it jumped in logic where it's like he went to the doorway because they needed a reason for the doorway to be open well, and it's well, like uh, if, if yeah. he literally had just said like in the previous scene like i'm dead there's no way they're gonna unlock this thing but then he goes right to the doorway. The only person, like he, in his mind, is the only person who can unlock this door. Then presents himself to them, yeah. and it's like it, it, there's a few times where it's like I'm like, man, if you weren't in this movie, it would make this a lot better. Or if he just behaved in a normal manner. That like, too. So you know, it'd be different. Like again, I think that you could have accomplished the same thing in a different way. Like I didn't necessarily, I wasn't offended by his presence because I kind of liked the idea of her actually finding him um, because I, th- I felt like it was also too easy for her to show up on the island and this guy's like, because you don't meet Matthias until later right. in the game. Um, all of a sudden, Matthias is like, well, yep, I killed him. You know, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was easy to figure out what happened to him. Okay, well, let's just go home now. Um, <laughs> well, and then, and so like along those lines, there were some predictable moments yeah. um, here and there. And that was one of them where it's like, as soon as he said that, I was like, well, he's not dead. Of course not. And then as soon as like there's there's other things where it's like it's obviously like it's the Chekhov's gun thing where it's like, oh, if you make a point to tell us this, then something's going to happen with this. Yeah. And so like things that were set up where it's like, oh, you show us that there's a a pit down here full of bodies and it's, you know, dangerous to cross this ladder. Somebody's going to fall in that pit. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily I don't mind that stuff. Like, no, I, I don't think that's I mean. None of that offends me. Like, right. That's just like that's storytelling. True. Um, but like to your point, I don't think that I think like just having him like say he was um, sh- he didn't like the fact that he she was going back. Mm-hmm. So he decided to follow her mm-hmm. hides in the bushes and someone finds him rather than him just being an idiot and walking up <laughs> to the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's better ways to do it that make way more sense mm-hmm. that accomplish the same thing yeah. that make this movie feel way more natural. Right. Like, and and not forced. Agreed. And I think, like, 
and a lot of the the jumps in logic to me w- did come from his character um yeah. and so like i think that's the only reason why i'm like man if you remove that you know him from yeah. the the movie it makes it a lot easier and it's just it's just a it's some poorly poorly written turns well and i think like again the reason i like him there and the fact that she finds him and and like it's not a mystery because even in the game it's kind of like well i mean i mean are we ever sure definitively that he died you know like the fact that she sees him and she knows he's dead um, uh, makes her go back and sign the papers there in the end. And that makes more sense, you know, like, yeah, again, though, like, you know, I was kind of bothered by the fact she didn't sign them in the first time. I'm kind of like, I understand, like, they just, I think they could have done a better job of setting up how, like, well, she felt like if she signed these, then she is, she is killing him almost like, yeah, that was kind of like they implied that, but they didn't really like the weight of that decision didn't really come across you almost have to put why wouldn't i sign this exactly on, onto that character so you almost have to just assume some yeah. things and like yeah I, I i wish that 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 had been communicated a little or, bit yeah. a little bit more clearly yeah um because they have a conversation about it she has the conversation with uh the like executive yeah. um about it like twice yeah and so if we're gonna have this conversation twice but not actually say what why yeah then it makes it a little bit a little bit odd Again, though, like, um, except for the, you know, like, you know, the weird things like that her father does. The rest of the movie, like, I like a lot. Like, you know, in some aspects, well, I wish they had, you know, like leaned more into the survival aspect. Yeah. And I wish they had leaned more into like the um, supernatural part of it. I think they did actually a pretty good job making it scary there toward the end. And then I, and I actually liked the whole explanation for the, um, the mystery surrounding, they thought this was, she was magic, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the disease and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, making it not, uh, this like mystical, magical thing. Right. And also, but also making it just as, uh, important that it didn't escape. Exactly. You know, that, that no one else got in there. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I did like that, that, that change, like that felt, Felt good, and it's like it's just, just this is a different direction um, yeah. than the game took as far as the the supernatural thing. Because I always like the whole like, oh, is it supernatural? Is it not? And like, still having that question of like, it could have been, but like in this case, it's like they definitively go, no, it's not. And it's like, well, that may be not my personal choice, but it's like, hey, this is this is fine. I'm great with that. Yeah. Like, it, it was a good, interesting twist. At least make it interesting, yeah. and it was definitely interesting. Well, I think it makes it makes it feel more realistic to me in terms of like. You look at something like the mummy, okay? Yeah. What you don't want to do is that again. Or like you think about Uncharted and they're making an Uncharted movie. What you don't want to do is duplicate that, you mm. know? Yeah. Um The one of the other things like that I miss between this and the game, like I mentioned the cast of characters or whatever. Yeah. And like uh like her her best friend Sam. Like that was that best was one Sam. of the, one of the coolest relationships like in a in a video game as far as like these two friends yeah you know that have been friends from college or whatever and yeah like, then what's the old guy's name um so there's reyes which was the captain she was the captain right, of the, right, of the right. ship um let me see where um jonah jonah was awesome he was, she was uh her friend and grim was his name grim yeah i think the captain was a dude the in the game captain of the ship was a guy same know. thing same okay kind of, same kind of thing as the as the movie i mean again even with the movie it's like I, you, like these two people are the only two people who are, they can totally sail the ship on their own. They don't need anybody else. They don't need a crew. I mean, 
yeah. I mean, in the in the game, we have the the a larger ship for sure, and it's and it's got a crew. Um, and in this, I don't know how many. I feel like the, the ship was the same size. I don't know how many days they were at least out there on the sea for for two days because like we saw two sunsets, I think, right, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Well, I mean, she goes to sleep. Or whatever. I'm like, how long's this dude been awake? And shouldn't she sail the boat when he's asleep? I yeah, don't know. I mean, it's just like, oh, what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, it, f- it feels definitely, uh, <laughs> it de- definitely felt like, oh man, there should be more. But if you introduce those people, you have to either, you, I mean, as w- as one dimensional as all the other characters were in this, yeah. um, you either just do that, but with more characters, yeah. or you have to give them a reason to be there. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I mean it's 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 an interesting odd choice, and I thought that was very strange. Yeah. But um, I loved all the action, all the physicality. Like Laura Croft was, I mean, she felt real. She, yeah, she, I mean, this is definitely like this isn't this isn't Angelina Jolie's Laura Croft anymore, even though they had a nod to her at the end. Yep. Um, which I mean, it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reference that I was kind of just like, that's the only one that I'm, you know, like. Ah. I mean, that was definitely like just straight up fan service. Hey, yeah. we're gonna give a nod to this, and that's yeah. it. I mean, it's not like in Tomb Raider 2, if they make one, yeah. she's going to come back as the Angelina Jolie version. Right. Well, and then, like, so that those characters were interesting. Her, her, you know, pawning off her, like, the only thing her dad ever gave her was an interesting thing, like, and it created a, a, a funny scene. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that felt... I, I liked that because it kind of showed, like, well, I'm I'm willing to give up this thing that's really important to me in order to find mm-hmm. my dad. Yeah. You know, like, um, even if she believed he might be dead, she wanted to find out what happened to him. Right, right. I don't think she th- thought she was going to find him. No. Honestly. And honestly, like, I, it's funny because the relationship between her and her dad, like, the only things that we knew about it was we only saw the moments where he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And so like, I thought, uh, Hey, maybe, maybe I would have been more sold on like, Hey, let's go find this guy. If every time we saw him, he wasn't like apologizing for leaving, you know? Well, I, I, but I, I took it the other way where it's like, I felt like that was showing her memory of him was him leaving. Hmm. Like that. He was not there. Yeah. Like not the, she knew he, he always kept saying, you know, like, uh, um, that he loved her, mm. but it, he she doesn't re- remember him as a person who was there. Yeah. Um, n- not for the past seven years, but also earlier. That's why they showed her as a kid. I feel like like yeah. he's he was he was um on this path to do whatever he was doing. That was the other thing that was muddy in this was like, okay, so you you want to know about the supernatural? So you go to this island and you know all this stuff about about this mm-hmm. ancient. Um, what you thought, I guess, is some kind of like spirit or something that's like gonna kill the entire world. But why'd you go there in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, people were following, and maybe he was going there to protect. I don't know. They didn't explore that at at all. Where it's like, why were you, why did you go if you weren't gonna open the tomb? Mm-hmm. Like, then just not don't go. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if you're literally the only one who can open it and locate it. Yeah, then then don't just don't don't, don't go. go. Uh, yeah, that part was a little muddy. And I realized he was like trying to mislead them and stuff like that. But it's like, how, how were you trying to mislead them over all these seven years? Well, or I think, you know, he, he didn't say how, but I, like, I feel like, you know, he was probably saying, um, you know, like they were, they were digging that other spot. Who knows what he was doing? Sneaking like, into the, 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 you know, Matthias's tent at night and whispering in his yes, ear. Yes, like, exactly. Go north. It's over there. It's over there. <laughs> uh, 
some some pieces of the again, like it's hard for me to, um, because the story in the game is so expansive and just right. like a book is, it's hard. Like there are pieces that I miss, you know, like mm-hmm. the whole radio tower thing. Oh, man, that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and, the whole like zip lining down oh, um, yeah. the mountain was crazy. But which I mean, they kind of alluded to to that kind of stuff, like, but. And, and I even missed the whole like because the I think they changed camps a couple you, you raid a couple camps yeah in the game yeah um, they changed camps but like it was in a different context mm-hmm. um, and again it's it's kind of like it's like with any adaptation you have to view them as two different things sometimes yeah. you know like they are similar yes but like this is a different telling of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, like if I look at it from that perspective, I'm like, it was a good movie. Like nothing offends me. Um, I hope they make another one, yeah. and I I hope they make another one and branch out a little in terms of like letting Laura tell her own story. Like this mm-hmm. this very much felt like her father's story. Yep. Like she was a big part in it, but this is her her dad's story. Right, and I think that's part of. I think if I look at it from from a um, like outside of the game, right? Yeah. There's a couple of big kind of thoughts that I I or the only two critiques I would have about it is that the most fleshed out character, like you said, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily her story. Yeah. Um, and then the lack of like that development, the fact that like every. And mentioning the like the uh, the pawn shop mm. uh, reminded me that, especially early in the movie, it felt like every single character that we encountered was like somewhat being creepy towards her as well in some ways, or like trying to flirt with her, or like trying to hit on her in some weird way like that too. So like these characters are one dimensional in that way too. Yeah, I mean. That's the only time I feel like they alluded to it. I mean, other than the 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 the, the villain Matthias, like he's just a creepy guy. I mean, we had the 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 shop person that she was doing the delivery for, where he was like struggling yeah, to ask true. her out. That's true. He we had um that guy. We had the guy on the ship. Honestly, like the uh, the captain, like what? tries to hit on her there while they're standing there watching the sunset or whatever. What did he say? I don't remember that. He definitely doesn't. She shuts him down as she walks away. I didn't get that vibe. Where he said like something about like, uh, you know, some some men like strong-willed women, and she's like, and some men don't know when to stop or something like that. Hmm. Like, and she shuts him down and walks away. So it's like, I don't know how I breeze past that. I mean, it's 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 like those are small things, but it's like those are the tells of like you're trying to make somebody like charming without actually giving them any development. And so like that's those are the only big. Or they're just trying to imply that all guys are creeps. I mean, if that's also the point. true. I mean, and and so I mean, it's yeah. There was like those are the small little things. Whenever I view this outside of like a video game adaptation, yeah. Um, and it's like those are fairly minimal, minimal critiques of uh, of of the movie. And so like I I enjoyed myself um, yeah. throughout. So yeah. Well, you ready to rate this thing? I think so. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give this thing a 7.5. That's exactly what I was going to do. I also felt like, so the discussion of like video game to movie adaptations, yeah. I liked this better than I liked Assassin's Creed. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. And I, I think mean, Assassin's Creed just had a lot of problems in general. Right, right. But I definitely think as an adaptation, it it they 
took yeah. more good things from this than they took from Assassin's Creed. You know? Yeah. I try to like try to look and see like how audiences. It seems like on Fandango, audiences are rating this pretty high. Um, I hope that um, people go see this movie, so we'll get another one. Agreed. Like, honestly, I I feel like if you just if you do you know just a couple little things, you know, like make it more lower story, explore it a little bit more. Like yeah. again, you had so much ground to cover in this. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of it, and it kind of like runs into a lot of the same problems that origin stories do where you have to spend time talking about this character's past. You have to set up all this stuff. Like we're in another movie. You wouldn't have to. True. Um, and another, that's maybe another reason why I felt like it, it felt like the Bourne movies to me where you spend so much time in the first movie exploring Bourne's backstory. Yeah. Um, and I know you're doing all of them, but not in the same capacity, right? Not in the same way. Well, and you also at that point you have to explain like the entirety of like his memory loss, and, right? And, like, yeah, and, and and like, oh man, I can punch people, right? Really, well, that, and that's well. the thing. Like in this, you know, like you have to show the boxing sequences, and you have mm-hmm. to show like this, and you have to show, like, dude, the bike chase, the bike was chase was so awesome. good. That was probably one of the, my favorite parts of the whole movie. So good. Um, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the soundtrack during those moments as well. It was, it was like, very cool. I kind of want to watch it again, like right now. I mean, I'll see it again tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, and I think a lot of that happens, like for me, is solved with pacing. Like any, any issues that it has, it's like it, it it's so short. Those issues I, that I have with them get moved on yeah. past into something that I do love yeah. so fast that it's like, true, you know. And yeah, that's either a good thing or a bad thing, you know, or it's like, well, in some cases, I think, you know, it does move too fast. But then in other cases, like, well, we don't dwell on the, the crappy parts too long. Mm hmm. <laughs> I mean, if Only more the movies, last Jedi had been like that, <laughs> if more movies just like move on past the crappy parts faster. One thing, as much <laughs> as I, as much as I, you know, like whatever about the last Jedi, I, uh, I am actually kind of intrigued by there's a, uh, there's a mode. I, it's it's confusing. Ryan Johnson tried to explain it on Twitter, but it's super confusing. If you buy the movie on digital or on blu-ray and then get the digital version and then link it with um your service with watch movies anywhere (laughs) then you'll have access to (laughs) a um soundtrack only version of the movie where you can watch (laughs) it with, with just the score just the johnny williams score oh no dialogue no dialogue which actually might be my favorite way to watch this movie once I try to try to watch it that way, again, convoluted way to get there. That's it really doesn't funny. make any sense, honestly, from what he said. I don't understand uh, why that would ever be the case, unless this is an exclusive to like, what, watch movies anywhere thing. I mean, it must be, but like, I'm just wondering, like, how is that going to push people to watch movies anywhere? I don't think it will. I mean, if you're like, hey, I really want to watch this, but I can't do it unless I sign up for watch movies anywhere. Okay. I also feel like the majority of like hardcore Star Wars fans that are going to be looking for that specific featurette or whatever are going to be on movies anywhere anyway <laughs> I, I i'm just saying i'm not I'm i don't not, know it's weird i'm not communicating the effectiveness i'm just saying yeah like yeah, that's, no, that's, that's confusing yeah but it's but that actually sounds cool i may never watch this movie with dialogue ever again john i also find it funny um that like they're you know there was the movie theater chain that had to be like there is an extended section of silence, of silence. in this movie yeah. and uh it's not that just sound has gone out it's that it's it's intended by the director or whatever, and yeah. so like I feel like that's going to be even more prevalent in uh, 
in that mode. Almost. I mean, that's because moviegoers are stupid. <laughs> In general. Dude, if anybody in our showing, and honestly, I went and saw it again, right? And if anybody in either of these showings had been like, what, did the sound go out? I would be like, so upset. Like, are you a moron? Like, that was one of the coolest moments in that entire movie. And it's like, if somebody <laughs> is getting up being like, man, why is it, why is it silent? <laughs> so stupid, man. When it's silent. It's like for... people that complain, come this into the, the theater thing. and complain about it being dark. So... I always find that funny, too. Oh, yeah. So, so... I, I don't know what the length of time is, but it, it would have to be like where there's no sound for a good 30 seconds with like maybe where someone's talking with dialogue before mm-hmm. I go, oh, there's supposed to be sound here. Where it's completely obvious that yes. there should be sound here. Otherwise, I just accept it. I don't know. Right. Like at what point did someone like immediately as soon as that scene happened? Because like literally it's not silent for that long. <laughs> maybe like 10 it's seconds. Like 10 seconds. Do they get up and run out the, the door and yeah. complain. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't. Who are these people? Well, I mean, at, the only li- thing would be like, life like that. The only thing would be if it, if the sound goes out and somebody goes, "What the heck?" You know, yeah. and ruins it for the entire theater. It's like, no, no, no. So you throw just, your entire soda. Be at them. calm. You know, dump your entire bucket of popcorn on that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shame them, dude. I remember <laughs> the we talked about the Benton Theater last year or last or week. Last week. Um. Benton Theater had to start limiting the number of refills that people would have because people would dump their popcorn all over people. Like they would literally just get like a refill of popcorn, throw their popcorn on somebody, go back and immediately get another refill. It's amazing. And it's just like, man, why why are you being ridiculous? Because they were in middle school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, next week we are going to review something. Pacific Rim Uprising. There it is. And between now and then, you need to watch uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, I gotta watch the first one, man. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll watch the second, the first one again too. Prepare. Week after that is Ready Player One as well. Yep. Um, um, another... I am not through that book. I'm in the second chapter. You okay. know, how I was gonna read that book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have like two weeks. I guess I could power through and try to like finish it. Yeah, you could. Maybe I should. I don't know if I will. I was about to say, I, I don't know. You don't promise anything. For no, sure. I'm definitely not promising anything. I distinctly said that I would not. <laughs> read that book yeah, that's true. before the movie. Um, maybe we should have full turn on that. I think we should. He's read that book. Okay. He could take my place. I mean, if he's into it, you know? <laughs> he could take the place of the person who read it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to sort of fulfill that role, but maybe he'll uh, he'll fill that role. You know, it's like whenever you're uh, you're playing like Overwatch and somebody needs to be a healer. Yeah. Just bring in like, another okay, healer. Okay, cool. I'll be a healer. It's like, I don't know. Um... You can find us online at StandTargetPodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisStrike250. And JohnWright777. And at StandTargetPod, please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.